You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the For All Nerd Show. The show where we talk about geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Black Black Goliath, Big Dick Grace and Energy, New Year, New Me Seeks, Chris Ragnarok, Premium Peter Parker. Hey, baby, baby, baby. Hey, baby. I just had to finish off. That was a little long. But, you know, it's a new year. New me seeks, as I said. So, you know, as always, though, I'm joined by... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Lambo Calrissian, Maserati Kanata, Hello Kitty Pride, Cruella De Chill, <laughs> Vita Orochimaru, and Jem and the Hollow Fam. Hello Kitty Pride. Well done. Well done. Thank you, sir. Well played. Well played. And in the third seat... Yo, this man is famous as fuck right now. Listen. All kind of artwork. It may be 2019. <laughs> you doing the but accents? But it is still Jeff J, aka Brainiac Five <laughs> Racks. The King in the North Face, Miles Morales, Jason Mimosa, Seven of Nine Nine Problems, and am I am I have to change my name legally to this? <laughs> Rum Punch Man. Yes, Yo, yes. That's actually the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in terms of an <laughs> AKA on wow. the show. Enough that uh, longtime artist extraordinaire Toby Wan for 05 actually illustrated this and brought it to life visually. Bruh. I have never seen such magnificent majesty. Mm. Somebody commented that he took my melanin with me because he <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. I mean, you kind of borderline, though. All right. You kind of borderline. Yeah, let's keep it real. It's, win- it's, it's January. Winter. It's January. Guys. Like, we yeah. all get okay, lighter. Well, well, so Chris, you got it right. Chris was my complexion, like, last month or before the holidays. <laughs> now, now he's mahogany. He's he's Mahershala again. Check, check my, check you know my Instagram story so you can see what Chris looks like. He's Chris my, did not look like. <laughs> Mahershala, Mahershala Chris over here and whatnot. But, um, yo, let me tell you, man, shout out to our listeners, our supporters, our family, yo. Like, they, they really are some of the most talented people in the world. Like My man Toby hit me in the IG story and said, yo, your artwork is coming soon. I was like, fuck, I didn't ask you to do nothing for me. All right. Then the next week he dropped the sketch and I kept it. I was like, oh, when this drops? Oh, man, I'm just going to let you drop it. Then I saw the email come through and I was just like, I put um, the, the asterisk, waits. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's the um the Spider Verse um comic bubble that popped yeah. over my head. Wait, nah, then I, I was like, also, oh, yo. I honestly believe once you've been illustrated by Toby Wan that you are a legend. Yes. And all three of us have been illustrated. You so are legendary. You will live forever. Facts. And you know, we were just talking about Mahershala and uh the Golden Globes passed this week. Yeah. There, yeah. there, there were some great choices. Mm-hmm. 
And, and some the, mistakes. And some mistakes. <laughs> I, I really love, I can't remember who tweeted it out, but they tweeted the pan of the winners of Green Room when they're all standing on stage oh, and the yeah. camera pans from left to right. And it's all the white writers. And then Octavia and Mahershala standing at the end, both of them looking like, damn it. Mm. <laughs> it was not a good look. It, optics were not positive. No. no, and I'm just saying this right now. I've not seen the film yet. I haven't read the script. I've actually got it sent to me, and I'm going to read it because it won screenplay. And because the dude got it from his own life, I can believe he probably wrote a dope screenplay of his own. For himself. Yes, but there we go. Let me let me keep it real. Once again, the family has already come out and said it's a bunch of bullshit. And it's so insulting to me because the family's like, yo, this dude knew Nina Simone. So for this film to turn around and say that this man didn't appreciate black people when he was a friend of Nina Simone, one of the blackest people to ever grace this planet. And had to be taught how to eat fried chicken. Here's the thing. The family <laughs> said Fuck way, out of here. The family said way more than just they not effing with it. They said they A they, bed of lies. Well, not also. <laughs> yes, that, that, that. I like that one. But on top of that, they vehemently said they did not want it to happen. Mm-hmm. They did not give permission mm-hmm. to say, oh, let's let's rock with it. They was not rocking with it, mm. in fact. In fact, they said they didn't want this to happen, and it happened anyway. The man who, uh, I can't remember the brother's name, who's the who's Mahershala's character. Mm-hmm. Even and that's, the, and that's my happen. point. Yes. The fact he, that you can't even remember the man's them. name. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, I had it, but then I lost no, it. No, no. But my point is that focus should be on him. And yeah. right, it's right, not. Right. It's not. Yeah, yeah no. exactly. So. So, I, you know, I, it gets a little hairy when it comes to the families and whatnot and like yeah. what, what it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I look at it from a holistic point of view, but if they're so vehemently against it, something went wrong. Like, even to the point where Mahershala had to call the family like, yo. I'm sorry. Right. Yo. And, and also, I want to clear something. So those people who are misquoting Mahershala, because people keep pulling the part of the quote where Mahershala said, I had a job to do. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. That's facts. But he also said that he was not privy to the information about the fact that the family wasn't fucking with mm. it. He d- did not know that there was even living members of the family that could help him put some nuance into the character. Like, there was more to the Mahershala quote. So yeah. just wanted to put that out there for the people who like, oh, Mahershala, you know, just, just kind of oh, abandon no. it. That's not what happened. Oh, and no, we, yeah, we, right. all, we all know that Mahershala is on the level. And he, and he played Don Shirley. And, and uh, Don Shirley, and, yes, and yes. my thing is like I'm a working writer in the industry now, so it's tough for me to come out and diss other writers. You know, another that's why I said the man probably wrote a great screenplay for the story he was telling. Now, the sad fact is it's a fictional story based on factual people, and that's a problem. Like you can't sit there and try and make a biography or whatever you want to do, br- like bringing light to the green book. There's too many things in this that to have. When you the optics ain't right, when three of the writers are white men, this is a problem. Like you don't write the. I'm sorry. It's, it goes back to uh, Mark Wade, the comic book writer who wrote the comic book Strange Fruit a few years ago, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh, let him finish tell the story." And he was like, "I got these stories from my grandmother who lived in South Carolina," and I'm like, "That's fine and good, and keep them stories with your grandmother in South Carolina, bro, because you're a white man, and I'm sorry, but your grandmother was a white woman who benefited off of racism." Mm-hmm. You know, in that time and age. I'm not. Like, and and we, I've heard that story how right. many times. And we spoke about this and, and, and we're continuing to speak about this as this goes along, as this happens. Like, we're not saying if you white, you can't write about black people. That's not no. What I'm the issue, the, the biggest issue I've always had. Shout to Matt Ruff. Okay, and I'm going to name him, actually. The biggest issue I always have in that movie is that it's supposed to be about the Green Book, which, uh, and it's it's supposed to be about it, and it's not. No. (laughs) It it centers this white man when the, and then to title it with something that was supposed to be an intrinsic, important 
tool and necessary item within the black community within the time where you literally couldn't do not to say that all of a sudden we got crazy freedom now but you really couldn't do ish you couldn't go nowhere you know what i'm saying so for for, for you to title the movie this and, and have this pretense along with it then to turn around and be all about tony lip it's just like it, it's mind-boggling it's <laughs> mind-boggling with tony lip. <laughs> if y'all wanna if y'all wanna it's not a movie yet but we will see the TV show soon. Mm-hmm. If you want to see what what could be a take on the Green Book, read Lovecraft. Excuse me. Lovecraft. I'm chewing gum. Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff. Yes. And not only does that give you a dope tale of the Green Book, it shows why what the Green Book was about. Like I was explaining to, to mm-hmm. Chuck Creepmore today. It's, it's like a, it's a fictionalized version of the Green Book. That's what they're Yeah, but what doing. also made Lovecraft Country so great to me, and it's like Matt Ruff is a white dude, but he wrote this book where you realize that the supernatural horrors that this black family is facing aren't even the most horrific thing they face in life. Because the most horrific thing they face is the white supremacist system that they live under every day. And that's what was so crazy to me is that this dude can get it. You know, when he wrote this book, he got it right away. He was like, look, black people can deal with supernatural because they deal with horror every day of their life. Talk about it. Y'all is out here. But, you know, other than that, we got to give shouts to the Golden Globes because they did do the right thing and gave Into the Spider-Verse best animated film, which was I was so happy for, so mm-hmm. overjoyed for. And then and then pours tea over computer. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Destroy computer, pour tea over computer. Oh, God, it hurt. It hurt. It, it, yes. it hurt. It hurt. Y'all. I was sitting there watching it live. And as soon as it was like, Bohe, I was just like, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you see Bohemian Bohe. Rhapsody? No, no, I did not. I've heard it's good. Good is one I've thing. I've heard a lot of I've heard if Beale Street could talk, I haven't seen that yet either. I've heard that's exceptional. Yeah, yeah. Black Panther, like, I, and I want to make this ultimately clear. You take away all the cultural impact of Black Panther. You just look at it as a script, as an action film, as a superhero film. It's a great film. Does it deserve to be in the Best Picture nomination? That's debatable. That's debatable. But do but any of these films... Des- de- then we open that debate for everybody. Exactly. There we go. Because you got to open like, that debate for Shape of Water. That's the thing that gets me tight. You got to open that debate. Like, how can Black Panther be <laughs> nominated for an award? It is a comic book movie. Just because it's cultural does not indicate a level of importance to be in the best it's picture so category. Fuck out of here. Oh, like, I, li- I like smooth jazz and R&B. Or, right. or like people saying that, you know, oh, Infinity War was better. You know, oh, the- so Infinity War is so, not nominated. Yeah, so, how, yeah. Okay, let, let, let's come back. Let's do this. Let's do this. Infinity War wasn't nominated, son. Must, must I mean, two movie. You know, and and here's the here's the thing with that, right? You have to take everything into account. Infinity War was a dope movie, but it did not have the impact that Black Panther had culturally. worldwide, culturally, and that is part of it when it comes to these awards. Yes. Black Panther forced some of them old white. Of reviewers who would probably scoff at any type of comic movie to it's FOMO. It's mm-hmm. like FOMO. Oh, th- this is this is something cultural. I gotta, you know, I have to indulge in it. That's like what Hamilton is and all this other stuff. You indulge in it because it made that much of an impact that it will compel you. Infinity War wouldn't compel those voters to take it seriously as a best picture nom. It all goes into play. And this is the same thing we see with a lot of these other like Oscar bait movies. Titanic. Titanic would not have been nominated, would not have won, wouldn't have James Cameron dancing up making 20 damn Avatar films right now <laughs> if 
it didn't <laughs> make made that man infinitely rich. Yeah, if it didn't make him <laughs> infinitely rich, it would have never gotten that because it's a it's a it's a James Cameron film. It's like when did they ever nominate Terminator any which are better films probably? When did they nominate them for best film? They didn't. But when this joint makes a billion dollars and everybody and their mama had to go see it, that's when it gets nominated for best picture. Yeah, it take you it's all factors into account. Yeah. Just like when you write you write a paper, they take the actual content, they take the uh the the grammar, they take everything and you lose points here and there, you gain points here and there. It's just what it is. Like don't discredit Black Panther because you don't feel as if it's worthy. Clearly there's millions of people around the globe who felt it was and this was this since probably Logan was the first super super um superhero quote unquote movie in a while where people were like had, had award you know, like, like that it. had the award shot even um Kevin Feige in an interview with MTV News was saying um he thought Dark Knight should have been up Absolutely. 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 He, he was like, when they asked him, but he's like, you know, we make great superhero films. We make great films. Yes. And all of them could be nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Dark Knight was, I mean, just so beautifully shot. You know, of course, you know, Heath Ledger gets the nomination, wins the nomination, all that. But the whole movie as a movie was great. And, you know, shout outs. Like, I liked a lot of these movies. I was a, I was a person up there crying when God got in when, you know, I ain't seen that joint Glenn Close to them, but that hurt me. You know, I love A Star is Born, but... You cannot take it away from Black Panther, and I'm tired. I am so tired of other black people out here wanting to be contrarian, wanting to say their little thing, wanting to have something. To, oh, look at me. I didn't like Black Panther. I don't give a shit, nigga. Like, <laughs> you know, straight up and down. I don't give a shit, and no one else does either. Keep it to yourself, bruh. When you've made something that does some, the impact like that, that's when you can talk. Until then, just be quiet. Damn, y'all got Ben. I mean, spices. Oh, we we, we got spicy. we got a lot more to get into in this episode too, because it's gonna get worse. Oh, I'm tired. Chicken of y'all. vindaloo. Damn. I'm tired of y'all right now. <laughs> I'm tired. Yo. Damn. Let's take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more Fall Nerd Show. Green sauce. <laughs> Directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids. I'm listening to For All Nerds. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, aka Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Kelly Robbins Hicks, executive producer of Random Acts of Blindness. And when I'm not making white people mad as hell, I'm listening to the For All Nerd Show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone. And when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Welcome back to the For All Nerds show. Thank you to all the listeners, all the subscribers, all the supporters, all everybody who's listening, doing anything, telling a friend about us, sharing the love, hitting us up on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, even it don't matter, mm-hmm. Patreon, 
patreon.com slash for all nerds popping off. Thank you. Thank you to all the patrons. I hope all of y'all have gotten your comic books. Yes. You know, we sent out an early or, holiday. Or holiday New Year's gifts. Yes, holiday New Year's gifts. I was so happy that a lot of them got them by Christmas. That was yes. I didn't expect that. Thank you to the post office. And they didn't expect it either. <laughs> <laughs> but but like Ben I mean said, I want to again, we all personally, including Jeff J, we all personally thank you guys so much for supporting us. And it means the world that you are effing with us financially you don't understand how much that changes our lives like it it changes our lives and then it changes your life because it helps us do things that we could not do before it helps us give you higher quality content it helps us get into spaces where we couldn't go because we didn't have the money Mm -hmm. but now we're getting that money so that helps so much there are more gifts coming there are more surprises coming there's more content coming and just keep rocking with us. Word up. We got the Just Blaze bonus section coming to Patreon supporters this week. I mean, for those who listen, and, and I don't think people understand, I keep saying this, he dropped some exclusive-ish. I mean, not, on not, not, not only did we drop exclusive-ish from Just Blaze, like my man DeGrime said, this is one of our best episodes. So if you haven't heard it, the New Year's episode with Just Blaze, he was like, yo, it's life-changing. That's yes. what my man said. He was like, there's so much jewels dropped. Amongst all the award show talk, all that we were just dropping jewels, all kind of knowledge, all kind of, you know, just good stuff for you. And we're going to do a bonus. We have even more with Just. So we're going to drop that on our Patreon. So if you're a Patreon, only, only the Patreon listeners, if they share it like a Netflix password, you know, that's on them. I'm not mad at y'all. I don't think people sharing their Patreon password, that's tied to money. <laughs> I know, but I mean, if they just like, you know, get the audio and give it to somebody uh, else, you know, that's cool. Well, we're not condoning that, okay? No piracy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's on y'all. Y'all supporting us for dough? You know, I don't care what you do after that. <laughs> he said, put that shit on Kazaa. <laughs> y'all can, y'all, put that shit on yeah, y'all can start your own SoundCloud and bootleg my show. I won't care. Could you imagine a bootleg fan? It'd be like Fran Bird Show or some shit like that. I once had a website. When I uh, when I had my website, my blog, please don't stare.com, at one point, I told you the story. At one point, I was noticing, I, I you know, I get these notifications when people would ping back me. And a ping back yeah, for bloggers back when means when somebody links you. Mm-hmm. But it would happen every time I made a post within two seconds. Oh, they so, had a bot on your ass. So I was like, yo, wait a minute. This ain't like Rap Radar. This ain't, you know, not right. Because, yeah. you know, those are my people. But peoples. you had some stuff. Yeah, and those are my people. They would, you know, take from me and give me the shout outs. And so then I look at it, and this site is straight copying every post I did. So, like word for word. Yeah, straight up. Just straight, as soon as my post went up, they were copying. That, that's a bot. They had yeah. that bot on. And so I hit them up. They had a chat board. And I was like, yo, y'all. You know, that little chat board, people leave them requests. Remember those on the old blogs? And so I was like, yo, y'all kind of copying my stuff. What's good, you know? Can y'all stop? And they were like, first they were like, which post? I was like, all of them. And, and he was like, he gave me some like, LOL. Dog, I hit my Googles and hit up certain things, and that site was removed from existence within the next two days. Like, wow. I couldn't you even Thanos, go, you, you infinity faded them. them. I couldn't even go back and give them a, ha-ha, what's up, bitch? Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> I won. <laughs> I have the high ground. Because they were done before Damn. I could even say them. That, that sounds similar to, to me, you know, Thanos snapping folks yeah. out of existence. I love it. Hey, you know, got to do what you got to do. You, you did do. it first. I did it first. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, this before I even knew you, I didn't, I'm telling you, but I was so heated. I was like, no, I Googled. I found out. I was like, oh, no. How do you get rid oh, of somebody no. who's jacking your stuff? <laughs> 
and they oh that was the how end of them. How do you deliver the fade by email? <laughs> they were done. Wow. Like I couldn't even go back and laugh and, and put a laugh in their little chat because the whole site was taken <laughs> down. And this wait, this is uh, what year was this? That you this, did this is like this is early two thousands. No, it's late two thousands. Yeah, late. Oh, late two thousands. Late two thousands. Yeah, yeah. This is when please don't dot com was popping. Shout out to Preezy the Kid. I see you out there, Playboy. <laughs> Playboy. Playboy. What up, Marshall? Oh gosh. <laughs> and as always, shout outs to everybody who sends in their questions week after week for one of my favorite segments, the Geekly Asked Questions. The Quack is Extra. The Quack is Extra. Where we answer each and every listener question, especially. Those listener questions that come from Patreon.com slash For All Nerds. Yes. And we actually have some of those this week. Wonderful. Those takes precedence every time. All right. Takes with an S at the end. All right. Um, the first comes from Indie Idealist, a.k.a. Encyclopedia Browncoat. They write, nice. If Sirius or one of the major media conglomerates backed up a truck of money <laughs> and made a lucrative offer to buy For All Nerds, <laughs> Inc., would you take it? You would be generously compensated, yes, but you would go from owning the show to being a contracted employee who would, could be told what language not to use or what issues not to talk about. Would you sacrifice creative control f- for financial stability? How much financial stability? <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody got a price, yo. Everybody got a price. Are we talking here? I would stop doing the show. I'll be dead ass honest with y'all. Like Somebody comes over here and is like, here's $10 million. I'm like, you hire some other host, and I'm out. Well, here's the, <laughs> here's the thing. For All Nerds LLC yes. is actually a brand. It's mm-hmm. not just a show. Yep. There's lots and lots and lots of different things that we do. There's lots of stuff that we have on deck, and there's lots of stuff that we think about that we we could or could not do or in the makings of doing, and the Patreon has helped tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, if that happened, I still... Well, here's the thing. They could take control of the show, but they're not going to take control of For All Nerds LLC. No. And they're not going to take control of my genius ideas or our genius <laughs> ideas. So, so y'all could hire two white people and I'd be out. Right. So so whether or not I would still be on the show, I mean, I probably, if, if they end up owning it and decide, hey, we're not effing with Tatiana no more, all right, see you later. But the company is mine. Yes. You can't buy me out. No. Sorry. Unless it's a lot Unless more money. <laughs> How much money? Okay, let's ask you this. How much money is enough money? Well, uh, the great Ice T once said, "If once you get fifteen million in the bank, you can pretty much live for the rest of your life." You know, because if you can't live off ten percent interest of fifteen yeah. million, then you have a problem. So, yeah. So you're so fifteen million is your number. Twenty five. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's okay. Let's back up off the tech valuations, yeah. the startup valuations, and let's go to media space. How much money? If someone came up to you, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you different levels. If somebody came up to you right now and said, Ben, I mean, I will give you 100 racks if you relinquish control of Four All Nerds, the show. Like, what do you mean by the show? So I can't be on the show anymore? No, it's exactly what Indie Idealist said. All this other stuff about um, you oh, would be so an employee, you oh. would be told what you can so and cannot say. So it's 100 racks for a year? Dog, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out your number. That ain't enough. Okay. Yeah. 500. Be getting into the territory. You can't see, but I mean, but he start, he, he's, he's giving that Kermit the Frog look like, whoa. Um, it sounds like you're getting closer. I, I know I'm hurting our listeners right now. I know they're like, God damn, this man would have Ryan Seacrest on this show for 500 racks. I feel like we, we need to be honest. Like, if someone, because my thing is, 
in order for not everything, but in order for lots of things, especially creative endeavors to to continue to expand, you need money. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm looking at the expansion of things. I'm yep. looking at what else can I do to keep furthering the agenda of of geek and pop culture and perspective of people of color. If that means I have to relinquish control of one thing in order to get create 10 other things and put more people on, I'm going to do it. I got a lot of other podcasts to do, so... <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know what my number would be, to be honest with you, but but as far as would I entertain that, yes. Yeah, I'd entertain 100 even, because you know, I could do a lot with 100 racks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can pay off my student loans. <laughs> and some other stuff with 100 racks. Oh, you're not there? I can dodge. <laughs> I can I can get out of the country. Wow! What I can do with Sally May will find you. Um, all right. So the next question <laughs> comes from Urban Gaijin. They write: If you were in the Spider Verse, which Spider person would you be, or how would you design your Spider suit? That's a great one. That's uh, too bad. <laughs> this one. All right. Yeah. yeah. Shout Jeff out. J beamed off the ship real quick. Yeah, had to, had to beam <laughs> off the ship. You know, so. The resident spider king, I guess, Henry answered this one. Um, that's a good one because I saw everybody doing this on Twitter. The spider sonas. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but I can't draw, so you know, shout out I to Toby Wan or you know Con Kane. I might need to ask one of them to do me up a nice yeah uh, spider sona. Jen Bartel. Yep. Oh, I mean, you don't have only... Jen Bartel money. Yeah. <laughs> if you got bought out, you had Jen Bartel money. <laughs> <laughs> if, if only. Um, we might be friends, but we ain't that close. Uh, um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know though, because it's like I really don't, you know, like right. I don't know what you know what I am, Spider DJ, you yeah. know, Spider Writer, like you know, <laughs> maybe Lucio from Overwatch. <laughs> oh God, um, I would definitely be something tech related. Like I'd probably be like a live wire slash mm-hmm. Spider person hybrid. Yeah. Okay, so where there's some, I I don't know how. Don't ask me. I have not written out the treatment for that. Yeah, but I know for a fact it would deal something in that space, a so technomancy type thing. Well, I would go with like Spider Punk, who I really love in the um video game, mm. and he plays the guitar. He d- he does punk rock. He's from like Britain, and he's actually a black dude too. Wait, like in what's the movie? <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of what. What's the movie? The Thunderdome. What's the movie? Oh, oh, uh, Mad Max. Yeah, Mad yeah, Max, yeah, yeah. Like, like Mad Max. Yeah, like oh, Fury Road. Snap. But you know, in the in the video game, his special power is to hit his guitar, and then he blasts all the enemies back. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, so I would do something like that, but with the DJ, you know, I'd be Spider. So D- music, yeah, music yeah, musical, related. yeah, because okay. I love Spider Punk, and he actually was in that uh, Spider Verse comic recently, and it was supposed to be really good. I need to get that issue, in fact, or the, I think it was like three issues. What would your suit look like? My suit, it had to incorporate blue as some somewhere. Blue is my favorite color, but maybe a black and blue type thing. It would have to have some luminescence in there too, like something to make you think of lightning or whatever. Not necessarily black lightning, but mm-hmm. like some something that that makes you think of power and electricity and stuff like that so if anybody is inspired please draw draw me what about you ben what would yours look like i would like black with like some neon like the whole like the spider being all neon you know like uh, yeah like rave yeah like rave even like where like where like uh rainbow like would be where, like shift like from blue to yellow to Ooh. red green and red throughout the spider that yeah. sounds fire yeah that's I like how that. i would do that yep that's dope i like that that was a good question thank you thank you very much the next question comes from, wow, that's a long one. Corey. Oh, but they are a Patreon supporter, so you get presidents. Yes. Corey, a.k.a. Patreon supporter KD, a.k.a. Abraham Thinkin, a.k.a. Marty McFly Guy, a.k.a. T'Challa French Toast. They write, if you could travel back in time to an empire of color, which one would it be? 
So when you say Empire of Color. But we, you really got to read the rest of their question, though, because they definitely have some. Oh, more, yeah. okay. I thought this was two different questions. Oh, no. My no. fault. Yep. I was upset by a guac answer on a recent episode. When asked what era the ship, well, excuse me, when asked what era the ship would time travel to, the answer was around how we as brown people can't go too far back. Here's what upset me. I think sometimes we overlook that history records, many strong empires of color exist. Egypt, Songhai, Kush, Carthage, Mali. Uh, Mansa Musa. Musa. Richest man ever. I believe history records records a time prior to white supremacy. It does. The Silk Road would have been a fun time. Imagine the food, the clothes we could cop. Anyway, it struck me suddenly. I do it too. That's probably what bugged me. When talking with geek friends and a tight travel subject comes up, we answer similarly as if there was no time where POC can feel go and feel safe. As if there wasn't a time when we were kings and queens. There it is. We might have to just set the flux capacitor a bit further back. No. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Ben I mean didn't even flinch and or hesitate. He looked up at me and said, no. <laughs> like, I don't think people understand this. It's not about the racism. It's about the White comfort. supremacy specifically. It's about the comfort of life. Like, dog, I don't want to go back into the past when it's like, you know, the king comes around and is like, give me your wife, and that's, you know, that's it. <laughs> like, I never see you her again. You don't want to go back where people don't shower? Why? Yeah. Well, not every, well, first of all, not every, I like my internet. not every, not every, <laughs> not every culture was doing that. I just, every, and you're, and I would say what Corey is right about is that sometimes we are limited mm-hmm. in our in our range of thought when mm-hmm. someone asks that question. I agree. Because I think of stuff, because the first thing I think of, of course, is like the 50s and yeah, all that slavery. stuff. slavery. Then when you go back for some reason, the fir- the next place I go is like, medieval times yeah. and no one wants to go there no. nobody wants to be in europe yeah. during that time okay mm-hmm. um and you're right i don't think that i will say he's right about that i don't think about well what about silk road and all that stuff but to your point <laughs> it's like it, i don't want that i will say from an observer level if i could be in the bubble where i ain't got mm-hmm. to touch nobody looking nobody, yeah. i could be a watcher and i could just oh yeah and yeah. experience that in that way absolutely i would love to go back I would love to learn about the history and see, especially to your point about empires of colors. I would love to see that. Like, I would love to see Egypt at its prime mm-hmm. before the Greeks came in and all that stuff. Like, I would love to see all that stuff. Mansa Musa and all that. Great. I don't think I want to be no. a participant. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> like, like, haven't we learned from Back to the Future? He's a white boy. And every time he goes back in the past, it's just a bad day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to go to the future. I want to see, like, that the futuristic and... You know, since I'm really worried about humanity in the present right now, you know. <laughs> for you know, the future is not there. Bro. That's what I. That's what I worry about. You know, I'm. I'm not. I don't. Well, have, you know, this shit look like Krypton. I don't have high hopes for humanity. So you know, I'm like hoping we pull it out, but we are some right. foolish effing people. But that is a great question, and like you said, that's really dope because sometimes we ignore that stuff, and that I think that goes. That's part of white supremacy because it's just like me. I. I. This is something that. Uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people, but comic book people might be able to relate. As a kid, when I tried to, when I would create comics in my head, I would always think of the characters normally as white. 
And it was just because I'd seen nothing but white. And I wouldn't even think of them as, like, white, you know, because I didn't, as a kid, I really wasn't making the distinction you, of. You, and that's the point, though, the fact that yeah. you weren't making a distinction and it didn't pop up into your head that yeah. there was a distinction. Yeah, because it's like I would just think of them as white. And so I think that goes to the same thing here. Yeah. When we think of the past, when we think of history, because we're taught nothing but white history, yeah. we think of white history. And so we think, oh, no, we can't go back there because it's white supremacy. But beyond that, People in general are not the best. And I don't want to go back any time when it was like, you know, a lot more chaotic than it is right now. Even though the world is pretty chaotic now. You think it's it was more chaotic back then? Than hell now? yeah. <laughs> like, you know. mm. But then I don't know because I, we, we're also going to Empires of Color before there was stuff like, you know, the Common Cold before these conquerors had come Weapons through, of mass destruction. colonizers had come through and done all this damage, you know. Before the, the different types of weaponry was developed. But and... swords can still stab you. So, swords <laughs> still can stab right. But it's not like a sword with a thousand other swords attached to it that shoot at, you know, three swords per second. So, I mean, it's not a Gatling gun, you know, crossbows, sword. you know, crossbows go Cross, pretty crossbows fast. Crossbows still hurt, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, trebuchet is still hurt, but yeah. you know, I, I get you. I yeah, get speak you. Speak up the trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but but still, I, I think that was that was you made a very valid yes. point. Amazing question. Um, we are here to sometimes bother y'all and upset y'all because you know sometimes it, it, it opens us up to learning new things too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's not our goal, but it does happen sometimes. Yeah, thank I you. I just for... like to upset people. Oh. <laughs> Ben, that is Ben I means go. Um, the next question comes from the or the cipher official, aka Shiar LaBeouf. Great one. That's good. They ask the gaming community has been desperately waiting for the right X Men Marvel mutant video game since X Men Clone Wars and X Men arcade game. Will we ever get what we were waiting for, or will the Disney and licensing keep giving us blue balls? It does not make sense that we continue to see Marvel titles on the big screen and console and can't get any better than a turn-based Marvel Strike Force. Wow, that's facts. An open-world Marvel Universe game would body the game and market. Here's the thing, Shiar LaBeouf. Marvel, Disney does not care. <laughs> uh, and here's why. That's not where they're getting their money from. Yeah. That's not. And until that, and not even until, unless there is a dramatic monetary shift towards the gaming market that mm-hmm. it, it, it really is a major part of their revenue stream, they're not going to dedicate the money towards it. And you also want to know why? Because people are still buying these turn-based games and all these games that you think are whack in spades. Spades. So if, they can, if, if you can invest $10 into something, whether it's good or not, and people buy it up crazy versus uh, investing $1,000 into it and you may or may not get the same type of response, what are you going to do? If you are about making profit, which, let's be honest, this is a multinational corporation. They are for profit. They are going to go with what works. Their focus is on entertainment in other spaces. Yes, they have gaming, and yes, they have the theme parks, and yes, there's movies and all those stuff, but they're going to go to where the highest revenue streams are. They're going to put their investment into what which gives them the greatest return on it. And if gaming is not it, gaming is not it. And also, that's just not necessarily their bag. This is, they, they weren't a video game company, okay? They weren't an uh, electronics company. Turn around and go to somebody like Sony, for instance. Yes, Sony has different 
arms of it. They have an entertainment arm. They have a music arm. They've also had an electronics arm since forever. They've always had an electronics arm. They've had a gaming arm since forever. Look at games like, not that they developed it, but look at games like Spider-Man, where it's this massively open world game, all this other stuff. That's because they have this intrinsic space that they have dedicated millions and million, billions at this point of dollars to help grow, to help develop, and that's that's their that's one of their bags. Yeah. This is this is this is small pickings for Disney. Well, it, I mean, it is it's it's both things. I think what you said is right. It's like like I have a friend, uh my boy, I don't want to put nobody's name on the show, you know, governments. But I have a friend who was addicted to the Marvel joint for the iPad where it's like it's like a mm-hmm. Street Fighter type yeah, joint. Yeah, I played that. Yeah, Contest of Champions or whatever I think it was. And, I mean, he learned so much Marvel stuff. Like, he became yeah. a super geek just from playing this game. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yo. Know, they give you the cards they about give you the all cards, the stories. And he loves all that stuff. So it's like, why would Marvel change that? You know, and then the other side of it is, like you said, they don't have, they're not Insomniac. You know, they're not Rockstar Games. They're a filmmaking company. And they were, Marvel as a filmmaking company was an unproven success when Iron Man dropped. You know, they were still getting distributed by other films. It wasn't until, it's so crazy when you go back and watch Iron Man now. Like, before the Marvel logo, there's, like, five other companies. And Iron Man 2, <laughs> your Iron Man 2 was some straight, like, Chinese investors, all mm-hmm. kind of investors. Because it's, like, companies I've never heard of. get that money. Yeah, they had to get it somehow. So they don't, one, like you said, it, video game development is years-long process, especially yeah. for a AAA big-name yeah. game. Years. And that's not to say they're not going to. It's just that as of now, to this point we're making... That's not what the investment is. Yeah. That's not what the thought process is mm-hmm. right now. But Insomniac, who made the Spider-Man game, has already said that Spider-Man is their Iron Man of the gaming universe. Right. So they plan to expand the Spider-Man universe. They're definitely doing Spider-Man 2. They'll probably throw in other... I mean, my, Miles, people. Yeah, Miles is going to be in Spider-Man 2. Probably Spider-Gwen as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few other characters. And so from, Noir. And then... There. Oh, God. I mean, you know, the noir suit is in this one. But the actual noir character needs to be in that one, yeah. And please bring back, uh, what's his face, to do a Luke, um, not Luke Cage, Nick Cage, please. Mm -hmm. And then you can even, like, throw, like I've said, for people who play the Spider-Man game, you can throw in any Marvel character into it. Because they have a fully realized New York that has Avengers Tower, that has Doctor Strange Mansion. So they could just insert people. Yeah, they could just insert, like, Black Panther would fit perfectly, because, you know, or Iron Man, because you could just add a character who flies. And just add that mechanic. Mm-hmm. So, but at the coming. end of the day, all that is licensed under Sony. But yeah, but Insomnia, I think, has the rights to everything. They can use whoever they want in the game. Yeah, so they're going. Interesting. Yeah, it's going. It's they said already. This is the first, and this is our Iron Man, and we plan to keep going and just build this out into a whole universe. Well, there you are. Then it's yeah, coming. It's then. coming. Like and if just and, not at the speed you want it. Like yeah, not at the speed. But you could. I mean, I could see the whole attack on New York. They could do the Avengers. Or they've got Manhattan. It's so and it's such a well done game. Were you done crying about that game? You, Hell no! Spider Man is the greatest game. Tears. I, I still haven't Real played tears. the downloadable content because people say it's not that good. I have it. I just haven't played the it. The DLC's yet. not that good. Nah, but I don't care because Spider Man is still my game of the year. That game was incredible. Shout out to Insomniac and everybody over there. Y'all right. did that. Um. So they are going to. Well, maybe it's not coming. Marvel, but. Somebody's going to body the gaming market (laughs) in terms of Marvel characters. Maybe not Marvel directly. Yeah. The next one comes from Garrett, a.k.a. F7 Patches, a.k.a. Dungeons and Dragon. Love it. Oh, that's amazing. That's fire. What up, F7? That's my homie, too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
They write, hey, fan fam, love the show. Proud to be a Patreon patron. My question is, how important is it for you, whichever ones you want to answer, and your significant other to share in the same interests, especially some of your nerdier ones. My significant other gets excited for me and goes to events with me, but does not like to watch or talk about some of the more niche stuff, such as animation, games, and certain shows. And trying to get them to engage with any of it is something like pulling teeth. So I hesitate to try it unless it's something I'm sure they will already enjoy. I don't like feeling like I'm forcing someone to do something, but I feel like it's a big part of my identity and naturally get excited to share it with the ones I love. That's a great question. Uh, we've definitely talked about this on like, various ways on yeah. the show, but it's been years, so it's definitely a great question to always talk about. Yeah. And um, it's funny because my answer has probably changed now because of, you know, different life circumstances. And I would say I don't really care. Like, I, <laughs> I, I really do enjoy, you know, and my significant other does enjoy the same things, and I will put them on to certain things. Like right now, like Wicked and Divine, I'm I'm trying to get yeah. everyone to read that. So I'm like, you know, read this so we can both talk about it. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, there's just different things we have different interests in. Right. And I think you should. I think that what you just have to find is someone who is at least understandable and appreciative and supports you in whatever you love. Facts. That's what matters far more than you both loving the exact same thing. That part. Yeah. Just I find agree. a geek who's a geek like you, and y'all can geek out about completely different things. Right, and I, I would, I want to piggyback off of that because I feel the same. I feel if the, I would want to be my significant other would be open enough to, even if you don't like exactly what I like, you support it and you understand it. And you're not there to clown me or try to down me because I like something. If you and the, and in the way it is now, my significant other does not like everything I like. I don't like everything he likes, but that doesn't change our it doesn't change how we feel about each other yes it's fun when y'all both do like the same things there are plenty of crossover appeal there like game of thrones for one we always do game of thrones we met because we both like gaming we, i mean so there's going to be some similarities there and i think it is important to have that similarity because yes you have an easier way of communicating you have different ways of of developing a relationship and i think that's wonderful and good I don't think it's absolutely necessary that they like what you like. And further, I want to make the point that if it's like pulling teeth, then stop doing it. If it's like pulling teeth to get them to listen to, watch, play, whatever it is, stop doing it. Because put yourself in their shoe, in their position. If they was trying to push something on you that you just was not messing with, you would feel some type of way if they just kept trying to like force it upon mm -hmm. you so i would just say for your sanity and theirs if they're like yeah and i feel it be like okay and keep it moving now i know that may be hurtful for you you're like oh i just wish you liked this but i think it's more important that you guys are not exactly the same Ooh, so much facts there and yeah like i've been even i even had to learn myself because i was you know mainly a comic book head and i would date people and be like oh read this book and i did from watchmen and it's like, you don't give somebody the, I, first, the, the first damn comment they ever read Watchmen. It's yeah. like, that's a graduate-level thesis book. <laughs> you know, you, you find something that they're interested in already, and then there's probably a comic book adaption of it. Give them that. Start them with that. You know, start them with, you know, easier. Something closer to their interests. Yeah, into their interests. And then they'll learn and they'll, you know, they'll grow with you and, you know, all that. But like yeah. you said, don't try and force it at all. If it's forced. And the main thing, like I said, again, if they, as long as they love you and support you, 
That's all that matters. And you love them and support them. That's all that matters, yo. People be looking for all this other ish when that is the only thing that really matters, you know, in the long term. Great question, though. Shout out F7, y'all. See you all the time in the streets. Seen him. I've seen him in some of those events with the with the SO. So, yes, the support is there. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, Happy I, ending. Yes, and we do have one more question from Instagram. This is an important one. Oh, oh no. From Ninja Mortis, who says, "Y'all watch Surviving R. Kelly. Why do we as Black people have such a hard time holding our stars accountable?" Okay. How much time do we have? <laughs> I want to make something very clear in my personal opinion. I don't think it has anything to do with, quote unquote, we as black people. I think certain people have a problem holding people accountable, but I do not think it's a black thing. And here's why I mean. There are there have been a slew of people over decades, decades, black people that have been vehemently and vocally against this man or and not just this man but anyone who's ever hurt a child ever hurt ever hurt people ever hurt people ever just do wrong there are there have been millions of people who have spoken out in different ways you may or may not have heard them because there was the tools the tools to be able to hear them were not there now you're in a space where you have things like twitter where anybody could get on the mic and eventually be placed in a, in a higher category so people can see what they're saying I think that people, black people in this particular context, have always been vocal about whether or not they're going to uh, uh, get people out the paint. So I don't, I don't, just first and foremost, I just don't like that premise. That that, that it's hard for us to hold. I, I, I think, I, I, now. I, wait, wait, because I, I will, I will say that. that I was going to say now, yeah. <laughs> I think, now, if you, if you take it back, like, pre-social media, pre, like, major in and of stuff, you talk mm-hmm. about people like OJ, for instance. Yep. The whether right or wrong, the overwhelming majority of the loudest folks would say things like, "Oh, he's innocent," and that regardless of what the what the what the now what we said was he killed her, (laughs) but because black men are convicted by the justice system at it, whatever rate, disproportionate disproportionate rate, we gotta let this one go, (sighs) which is disturbing. I will say that now. there was a lot of talk about that, but I, but again, I also think that that's also the sign of the times. And it was also debatable: did he kill her, or did somebody else kill Listen, her that OJ I, hired? I, I don't want to go back to the nineties. We all, know, we all was... know, you know, OJ had something to do with it, but but we weren't a hundred percent sure. That's the thing. Listen, I yeah. don't want to go back to that because simply because I was too young and didn't yep. know that even I didn't mm-hmm. know any of that stuff yeah. to begin with. But fast forward now, I, I, again, I just think that was a sign of the times. Fast forward now, where things are different. Yep. Things are different socially. Things are different te- techno- uh, technologically. Like, things are just different. Mm-hmm. So I don't subscribe. And again, maybe it's because of the generation I'm in. I don't subscribe to the to the idea that black people don't hold mm-hmm. black other yep. black people accountable. I, I just don't think that's, I, that's real. Okay. I, I, I got to disagree because I will, like, this is what I've learned. I didn't watch the Surviving R. Kelly. Fuck R. Kelly from day one. Let me say that off the bat, though, for people who don't know me well. And, I you know, I will say this. R. Kelly stole his whole style from Aaron Hall. Most of his songs sound alike. Um, he's compared women to Jeeps early on. You know, he has always been super questionable to me. I've never been a person who understood why he got this king of R&B title and all this BS. When there were people out there making amazing music during his era. And R. Kelly, like, I believe I can fly. Fuck out of here. Anyway, whatever. You know, like, I, but you I, can't deny the cultural impact. 
that that music had on people, which is why a lot of people eschewed a lot of this this see, talk about I him question... being this negative person. And 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 I'm with you, yeah. fuck R. Kelly. I'm trying to ex- understand that psychology that people had. Uh, and no, it, oh, see, this other thing. I grew up in Houston. Like for people who know my, you know, know Houston at the time when Twelve Play dropped, it was a monster. You could not escape it. It was everywhere. And I was like, this shit's trash. This man is over here married to a 15 year old woman, and he's made an album called Twelve Play at the same time. This man is garbage. You know, but and people looked at me like I was the devil. Like, what's wrong with you, man? man the, the, the glasses. Do you think it's because you're the only one who got, well, not the only one, but no. you were the minority the, yep. that understood what was going on? Because a lot of people didn't realize they didn't what get was going it. on. Yeah, they, they didn't get it. And then and the, and they were also in denial. Like I said, mm. the man made songs from his first album where he's like, you remind me of my Jeep. I'm like, I, and that's some real Negro-ish ish. And so it works for Negroes because Negroes love their car or whatever and all that stuff. Not by people But at Negroes, the same okay. time, when you start comparing women to material objects, you have an issue, dog. You know, like, there's a problem right there. It's not looking at someone as a human fucking being. And this is what this documentary has done for me more so than anything. It's made me realize how many of my own friends are scumbags. Mm. And how many of my own friends are butthurt over, you know, what some woman did to them 20 years ago. And so they may... Uh, you could use a different term. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I could use a different... Hurt. Hurt over there what some go. woman did to them 20 years ago. And so they still mad, and so they blame women. They want to say that, oh, well, these women are gold diggers. Oh, these women are out looking for something. All this nonsense. Mm-hmm. We live in a patriarchal society that rewards men. And, you know, men are constantly given all this attention, all this, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's like y'all still want to blame women. Always. Like. Men are fucking trash. I say that all the time. Like I say, and, and when people don't understand why I say that, I say that because, like I say, we live in a patriarchal society, right? Here's a good example of one that I came up with recently. All day we get mad at white people because white people don't recognize racism, right? They don't understand it. They just be like, oh, you know, why are y'all still complaining about this? Why are y'all talking about this? And you know why they say that? Because they don't realize it. They don't have to deal with it every day of their lives. So if, why should it matter to them, right? Men. Do you ever think about how that your woman gets paid 75 cents to your dollar? No, you don't. And so whenever a woman comes up to you and says men are trash, you're like, "Eh, why are you still talking about that? Same reason y'all still want to get mad at white people is the same reason they mad at you. Same reason we say white people ain't shit. Same reason women say men are trash. Yo, I'm so disgusted right now. Like y'all have, so y'all have no idea. Cause I've been sitting in a group chat with a lot of my close friends for the last 20 years. I've known these brothers, and I've known a lot of them are trash. You know, but at the same time, I was like, I thought they were a little bit better than this. Were they like in in approval? Not approval, but were not they even in- enough approval. But it's like they're sitting there blaming the woman. They're like, oh my god, these women are whores. These women are sluts. They oh. they chase after these dudes. Wow. You, yo, yo, Ben, you remember what it was like in high school when all the girls would go mess with the older dude with the money? Yeah, I remember that, and it was fucked up then too. But you mad at her? And wow. not at the dude for going to talk to a younger woman. Dog, when I went back to my high school when I was 19 years old, I went back to my high school for after one semester at Howard. And I walked in there to go, because it was the tradition in Houston. You go back to your high school, you go say what up to all teachers. You know, you go talk to all the shorties. You be like, show how you shining and stuff. Yeah, yeah. show how you shining. I'm at Howard. I'm coming back to shine. I looked at those girls and I was like, yo, y'all look like fucking kids. They're babies. But the thing was like six months before that, when I was with them in school, I was like loving these girls. Because you're also a baby yes, at the time. And then, and then that's, that's the microcosm you're in. Yes, but then when you get out of it, and so for a man who is 23, 24 to come around a high school girl, it's disgusting. 
You're scumbags, dog. That's all there is to it. And for any man out there who blames a woman for dis for the society, it's like it's like blaming a black person for living in a white person's world. Like, nigga, please. Y'all got a lot of fucking interesting heart out here, yo. I swear. Like, at me, DJ Ben I mean. <laughs> Niggas ain't shit. Men in general are trash. Wow. Oh, Lord. I, That's why it's hard to hold our people accountable. For To answer your question, it's hard to hold our people accountable because men are trash and we live in a society that is run by men. You have people out here like See to God, you know, Wap Wap. You have, oh, I will say names. No, no, that's fine. You know, I'm just like, I was You have people out here like Brian Singer, wow. uh, you know, well respected movie director who cannot, for some reason, nobody wants to throw this man under the bus that he deserves. This man has been, got a- accusations out the ass about raping young boys, and yet he's still running Hollywood. That's mm. right. Usual suspects, X Men, all that. F out of here. It's so much. And that's what I'm saying. People are like, oh, why are y'all talking about R. Kelly? You know, it's 30 years ago. It's like the same reason people were talking about Bill Cosby for 30 years because he kept living. Until we got him out the paint completely, he was still doing this shit. That's, I, that's the only thing that's just wild to me that when you allow people to continue doing the things that they do for whatever one of your reasons. So you're telling me this person in your face, and let me talk about R. Kelly right now, but in your face and and apparently he's been doing this in your face for for 30 years 40 years but still doing it in your face still abusing raping still doing all this stuff to girls and women without consequence that is what 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 blows me the most because i'm just like for y'all that knew y'all y'all knew and then you still can't hold him accountable and when i say you knew i'm not i'm not i'm not assigning blame to other people because the, the blame still s- falls squarely on Kelly. I, I just, I'm taken aback that the fact that you know and you still don't hold these people accountable. It's, it's hurtful and it's sad and it's wrong and it's, it's a lot of things that I don't have all the adjectives for, but it's, it's too much. It's too much. But I think, Again, I don't think that's a, f- personally, I don't think that's a full statement to be like, oh, we don't hold, why is it so hard for us? I think it, people do, but I, I think see what you're saying. men don't. But I see what you're saying, yeah. yes, about there being a yeah. lot of people who don't. Yeah, I think men don't, and I think we, you know, sadly still run this world, and because of that, you know, we control media, we control everything, and, you know, when in those type of situations, so we keep this, you know, we keep these people in power. That's all there is to it. And- then, like, a lot of people really like R. Kelly's music. And it, like you said, it really has this cultural impact for a lot of people for some reason. You know, I get it. You know, he's had a couple jams. Step in the Name of Love, the original is my joint. Your body's crawling is my joint. But then I remember this man sang about women in Jeeps, you know, and, and made AJ nothing but a number and made it like a joke. You know, like, that's what I mean. Like, this dude's a sick fuck. And, like, I was thinking about it the other day, like, when like we were talking about this, and it's like, if Prince, if right now people came out and was like, yo, Prince, you know, rape 50 little girls, it would crush me. But I would stop listening to Adore, and that's the greatest song ever made. You know? Mm-hmm. I would stop listening. Because for what? There's other music. Shit ain't that deep, y'all. Like, right? Bill Cosby. There's other comedians. Fuck Louis C.K. too. 
<laughs> I mean, just name names. This is the name the names episode. Because I'm tired, yo. I'm so tired of it. I had this argument with this white dude the other day about Louis C.K. And Louis C.K.'s idol is Richard Pryor. And people always try and say that Richard Pryor couldn't make it I today. Yeah. But that's the thing. People think, you know, because Louis C.K. thinks he's real, you know, and he thinks he's, you know, t- I'm doing like Richard did. I'm just telling it from. But once again, I'm tired of hearing white men. You know, shut the fuck up if y'all if you a white dude and you're not saying something different than 50 other million white men. I don't want to hear it anymore because we've heard 50 million white men stories for 50 million years right now, and I'm tired of it. So I don't want to hear it. And Louis C.K. is at, at he's had some jokes who I thought were funny, but at the same time, I used to watch him before I knew how crazy he was. I used to watch him. I remember he had this episode of his show where he called his woman, his wife, a C U N T. And I was like, oh, this is the whitest thing ever. Because there's no world I live in where I would ever in my goddamn life fix my face to say that to a woman. Never, 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 ever, 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 ever. My wife? He's crazy. (laughs) No, no. That's That's some white boy. And and sorry to all the white boys out there listening. But like I said, I feel (laughs) like all white boys listening know what I'm talking about when I say that's some white boyish. You Not know, y'all peoples. I don't. I don't yeah, know. Y- y'all got to check them though. Fifty-three percent. Check them. Oh. <laughs> check them. Now we're getting a whole another topic. That's another topic. Jesus. Check them. <laughs> but anyway, at me, DJ Ben. I mean, who's I don't that, who's care. Who's gonna ask that question? <laughs> um, Ninja Mortis. Shout out for All that right. question. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Just Lord have mercy. Y'all fired him up. And shout out to my whole group chat. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> word up if you have any questions for us please hit us up contact at forallnerds.com as you see we answer any and every question you can also hit us on the twitter at forallnerds instagram at forallnerds if you're a patron at patreon.com slash forallnerds you can ask anything 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 for you Anything. Oh man, remember when when they when they tried that when it was like they had hard not life and then they were like we gonna come right back with this anything joint. <laughs> nah, bro. Oh, that didn't work out. <laughs> that didn't work out. Which one do you remember? <laughs> I literally only remember anything because you said it. Yeah. But, okay. It tried. It was cool. It was cool. But you know, there's one hard not life. You know, you can only go to the well so many times. Steady tree that. Trip. Um, yeah, speaking of getting tripped, I just got to see glass. <laughs> so that's it for guac. Let's 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 let people know something. As Ben I mean said, if you have a question for us, make sure you hit us up. Contact at forallnerds.com. You can also hit us up on social media on Twitter at forallnerds on IG at for all nerds and if you are a patreon supporter please email us as well let us know that you are a patreon supporter and your question will get priority okay yeah and like i say speaking of being tripped i just saw glass the new m night Shyamalan feature film starring oh, bruce willis uh james mcavoy and samuel l jackson collecting checks um okay so before you say anything <laughs> man i mean <laughs> I am was not a fan of Unbreakable. Mm. I actually kind of was. In, no, not even How kinda. many times have you seen it? Or did you see it? When did you see it too? That's the other thing. When did I see Unbreakable? Yeah. That, when did it come out? Like 2000. Oh, that, so you saw it back then? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't see it when it was in theater. I saw it like when it was on TV. But like, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So uh, let's say mid Yeah. You saw it when it was, when it was like. Fairly fresh. Yeah. Not in theater. It wasn't I think in it ages a lot better. 
Like, if you see it now, I think it might age a lot nah, better. Nah, son. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so I saw, like I said, I, I was never really, a f- not even really, I was never a fan of Unbreakable. Glass, I was entertained by. It, uh, it was no, like split. Sorry, split. sorry, excuse me. Split, I was entertained by. It wasn't the best movie, but I was entertained by. It was yep. better, you know why? Because I went in there with very low expectation. I went yeah. in, in with Shalomalan expectations yep. and got Shyamalan. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, not okay, bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, now glass, I because it's a hybrid of the two. I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually looking forward to seeing it. I was. I was really hyped. Look, okay, Sixth Sense is a classic. You yeah. know, his first that's, that's Shyamalan. That's yeah. not Shyamalan. Yeah, his first twist. Right. You know, and it works when you go rewatch it. Bruce Willis is dead. He never talks to anyone else. You know, other than the kid. It all works, right? Haley Joe Osment. Um, Unbreakable. Bruce. I don't know what the twist is on Unbreakable. He falls in the water and he gets sick. That's the twist. Like water hurts. First of him. all, Unbreakable is funny as hell. <laughs> Shadow Man really doesn't like water. When, sa- when Sam <laughs> fell, well, water's a conduit and for, for spirits and all this stuff. But anyway, Samuel fell down them damn steps where the fuck he fell. <laughs> he that was rolled. the funniest thing. I and rolled. I was dying. And everyone was looking at me like I was no, I, I five eyes. He's like, <laughs> he it was keeps so going. funny because he just kept falling <laughs> yeah. and it kept breaking. Um, I rolled on this one too when he fell on this one. Come I on, rolled. Like wait, he fell again. Okay, wait, wait. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I didn't take Un- Unbreakable like, ah. seriously. And I felt like you did all of that to disappoint me greatly at the end. You made me laugh, but not for the right reasons. <laughs> um. Okay, well, Glass, for, you know, like you said, it's a combination of the two. It takes place after Split. And it basically starts off with uh, Bruce Willis' character, Dunn, uh, David Dunn, hunting down the Horde, right. James McAvoy's character. Well, let's explain that this movie basically creates the the universe of it. Because before we thought Split was just a separate... I don't know about creates. Okay, well, <laughs> for people who are trying to understand it, Split was a, a, a initially perceived, or, or when I say perceived, I mean perceived by the audience, as its own separate standalone thing. And then at the end of it, they, they bring in the fact that this is all part of the same universe that yep. there's a connotation there that there are superheroes and villains and that all the stuff you see you saw back in Unbreakable was actually all part of the same world. Yes. Um okay, just off the bat, I was like like you said, I like Unbreakable. I think Unbreakable has a lot of heart. You know that like when I first saw it in the theater, I thought it was trash. And then I saw it again, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's a low, you know, key superhero movie. It's not like, you know, trying to be all big and bright and flashy and all that. Mm-hmm. It's more about the relationship between this father and his son. And that's what I really like about that movie. Cause that really touches me. It's it really as hell. All right, I feel that, you know, understandable. But I liked it. <laughs> I had never saw Split. You know, I heard all the hype. James McAvoy does twenty different characters. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I've seen I've seen bits of it on TV and cable and whatever. It's, it's entertaining. It's in yeah. What I saw on table was entertaining. This uh, split glass, whatever, whatever is problem. Glass. Its main problem is it's two hours and twenty minutes running time, Holy or shit. At, at least, or maybe two thirty. Is that long? It's dumb long. Yeah, it's dumb mm-hmm. long. And it's just, it it wouldn't, it doesn't have to be long because there are movies that are two hours and twenty minutes that are great. It just felt like every scene was stretched out. Are you are you giving spoilers? No, I I do, I do want to try and stay away from spoilers because okay. really, there, okay, there's a. Big twist at the end. What's a twist? Which, which to me is what a twist type of material because it makes absolutely no oh, it's sense. Oh, like Robot Chicken. Yeah, it's twist. like there, it just <laughs> doesn't make sense for what's come before. That's why I love The Sixth Sense. When you go back and watch it. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. 
This makes absolutely no sense. It comes out of nowhere. You're just supposed to be like, oh, okay, cool. It's, just, it's like the devil. What's that, that movie he did? That oh, Devil? Devil. I, devil I've watched on cable and been entertained by. Yeah. <laughs> Were you high? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, Devil is a Sunday afternoon movie. That's how that's how I would put Split. Okay. Split is a Sunday afternoon oh, movie. Oh, so you're saying it's not even worth paying if, for No, it. if it's on TNT... Check it. Damn, you said T. You didn't say TBS. <laughs> he said TNT. Is TNT still exist? I think so. Um, it's just he even said USA Network. This I, man said it didn't. Or that was my problem. It didn't have the heart. You know, even though um, um the son from Unbreakable returns, he's older now, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so he, yeah, that was what's ill. Like all the characters return. Like um Sam Jack's mom is back in it. You know, um, I hope but, these aren't spoilers, but okay. I mean, yeah, well, I guess there's slight spoilers. <laughs> I, well, I said the word earlier, y'all, so yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, if you're listening this far, and, you know, I'm trying to help y'all. Like, I just, <laughs> if you're a huge, okay, I was there with other people, you know, other, you know, journalists, a lot of people who I have no respect, and all of us walked out feeling like, this ain't it. Did Chief. you talk to the other? Yes, the we other... talked to them. I won't name them because I don't want to put them on blast, right. but, you know, we all walked out. In fact, that was the word. This ain't it, Chief. Oh, And no. I wanted it to be it, Chief. But this ain't Sounds it. Sounds like a lot of black people. Yeah, oh, it was, it was, a, it was quite a few black journalists. You, you know, some well known blue chat names. You know, is <laughs> <laughs> all I'll say. Jeff J says, no, no, no he wasn't one of them. Oh, no, he there. was not. No, and, he wasn't there. But it's just, it does not have that heart. That was my problem. It didn't really have heart at all. It was like, it's supposed to be about, you know, the battle between Bruce and the Horde or whatever, and Sam kind of like manipulating them to, you know, have this fight. Like he's always manipulating Because he wants his comic book to come to life. <sighs> It, and and then it, it like the comic book references felt by somebody who hadn't read comic books in like fifty years. Shyamalan, <laughs> maybe you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like I'm hoping he's keeping up with what's going on, but it's like you know the mastermind does this. I'm like, dog, they don't do that like for like so 50 years. So was it more years. contrived? Like like you said, you like oh wow, okay. <laughs> like I say, the twist, the twist just blew my mind with the with the contrived. Like <laughs> it's like that, man. Okay, the good parts of it, like Bruce Willis was, you know. He, like, if you like these characters, they're great. Like, I love seeing Sam Jett get his bones broken. So, <laughs> so, like, in his purple suit, his wild ass hair. Once again, <laughs> you can't play a scene with sad music yeah. with him dying over and over. And I was rolling. rolling. Like, when he went down the stairs and his, when his glass chain broke. Isn't that when his glass chain broke? Everything broke. Yeah. My, that's what I'm saying. Like, Did he totally... have like the fresh new, like, the, wasn't that when he got like the fresh new cast? Like he had like the dope, yeah, yeah he, he had, had the dope fresh cane. everything. He said, wait. And then he was, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, that shows like a lack of, of control tonally. Like, yes. if something is meant to be one way and you, you put the the shots the lighting the music everything towards one emotion and I'm over there laughing yeah it's I'm not psychotic no. it's something going on and I'm if I'm not the only one there's something going no. on here I rolled and yeah like I said I like Bruce Willis's character I like his son even though he's older I still like him but it just didn't have that their relationship didn't have enough you know that it had in that first one I like James McAvoy I'm not like blown away by him like everyone was from um Split I think you know what did you think of his performance. Like, like, did you believe he was? <laughs> oh my God! Did you believe a, he were? He was all these cat. Like, cause in Split, he 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 represents a a person with a multiple DID. personality disorder or or dissociative identity disorder. Yep. And 
I kind of did. I, some of the, the characters more so than others, I'd say. Yeah, and I know that movie also irritated a lot of people who suffer from. Oh, I'm sure. From yeah, that. I'm sure. And the mental health. And movie. this will this will irritate them way more. <laughs> so so wait so like the characters like did you think like like did you believe him when he said he was the beast or he was all these other things or was it what did you how did you explain how he. When you saw him, did I, you I see... saw I saw like like I say it was like James McAvoy playing a bunch of different characters. Not like the we, character. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. We we talked when you turn on the Dark Knight, it's the Joker. It's not Heath Ledger playing the Joker. It's just the Joker on screen doing ill shit. And then this, I felt more like it was James McAvoy playing these other characters. Mm, that's, that's but at, but at points it was great, and at points it was oh my god, I roll. And there was a point when I know I wasn't supposed to be rolling, and I was <laughs> rolling. Were you the only one? No, I think my entire row was. <laughs> that's not a good sign. I think we all um, chuckled. Uh, over or under how much movie? How much money is this movie making? That's a good question. I really wonder because I know the hype is there. Yeah, because Split did exceptionally yeah, he built, well. He, it's like he brought himself back with Split, and that's what kills me. Does he do this like every five <laughs> he, years? He like a I feel like he does something right. Self destruction. <laughs> yeah, so, he he always does something. We all really the same good. game, Charlemagne. Like stop it. He does something that Charlemagne. What you call it? <laughs> Charlemagne. Make it a night. M. Night to, Shyamalan. This, this ain't a night to remember, Holmes. Um, he always. I feel like he always does that every five year, every fortnight. He. Does Besides, let's do something great, and it's like, Fortnite. oh, you know, you clap him up for it, and then he does three more yeah. things that are terrible, yeah. like village, the village, terrible. The, I, think I never saw Lady, Shape of Water. Did you ever see that? Lady one? in the Water. Lady in the Water. You ever terrible. See, like <laughs> just in just just. It was terrible, really. I, I've only the, seen parts of it. You need to see the village and how just for us to see. Oh, how no, bad I know it the is. village. I know the village. Yeah, I'm past on that. Lady in the Water was terrible because it was boring, and that's my thing. He's like the total, happening. The happening. Oh my god! Another, like I'm saying, it's like, and that's the thing. That's my problem. He, to me, he has an issue with grasping tonality because this is like the things that are supposed to be so serious. Yo, are not. When they shot that kid in the happening. I rolled when they rolled up to the house and knocked on the window, and my man just slid the shotgun out the window. Who is going? <laughs> like, like there's what? a apocalypse going ben. on, and you just don't, don't knock on somebody's ben. window and expect them not to shoot you. Ben, who the hell is going to believe that Mark Wahlberg is a scientist? Yo, when he starts, they talking, did it twice. My, yo, yo, another one. Um, in the happening, like. Uh, how mad is Charlemagne at Bird Box right now? Stop calling him Charlemagne. <laughs> you just don't care about his name. Don't be disrespectful. Uh, how mad is M. Night at Bird Box? Because the happening is just a, you know, Bird Box is a slightly better version of the happening. I won't even say it's good. I didn't even think about that. Damn. Yeah, it is. It is. It's an enemy that you can't see. It's the nature. It's, it's nature, nature turning back against you. It's the same thing. And when humans are in too big of groups, they get murdered or they, they attempt to kill themselves. Oh, like when the guy laid down in front of the, the, yeah. the grass cutter? That shit was funny uh, to me. That's what about, what about when laughing? Legazamo drove his car into the truck? <laughs> Wait, what's that? What, what's it, a, it was a grass cutter or was it a Zamboni that somebody laid down in front of to get killed? I think it's a grass I think it's like one of the big... Uh, yeah, the big... like, yeah, like, yeah. like Oh, like for the, the big farm. Football land. field or yeah, the, the thresher. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, when Legazamo drove his car <laughs> into the tree... <laughs> You know, that's okay. So, what you're saying about what you're saying about glass is very unfortunate because um, yeah, a lot of people looking forward to it. I was, I was one of those people. Like, I haven't seen Split, but I liked Unbreakable enough, and I'd heard such great things about Split that I was like, okay, this don't be lit. 
You know, that was my thinking. Mm. I was wrong. Damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> for all nerds, um, phasers. How many phasers are you giving me? That I'm giving this dress a thumbs down, the finger. <laughs> Put a red shirt on it. Yeah, put a red shirt on it. Launch that bitch into the sun like it was Spock's coffin. (laughs) Opening the airlock on it. No. Let's hope for a resurrection. I about I. That's like you saw Split. Was the um Mm -hmm. scene with Bruce Willis? Was that like after the credits? Yeah. Oh, I bounced before the credits. Oh, that's why. Yeah, it was after the credits. <laughs> I don't even know if there was an after credits scene for this one because I, I bounced. Mean, and now, I mean, we live in the future. You can just see it on YouTube. But... I mean, that's just, I'm not going back to the theater for this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Ben, I mean, I, well, here's the thing. If you got, whoever's still going to see it, despite Ben please. Ami's, who will not heed yeah. Ben Ami's please warnings. Please hit me up, at me. Please at him, at <laughs> us, for all nerds. Let yes. us know what you think. Let us I know, really if, if, know if Ben Ami's out of his mind yeah. or or if you agree with him that it was not good. And and I I don't know what's going on with Shyamalan. The but... other thing is y'all might find it entertaining, like I did, on that ridiculous level. Because if it had been like 30 minutes shorter... I would have been like, oh, this is great for it's, because it's so utterly ridiculous. Mm. You know, but it, it's because it wasn't, it was dread and it was utterly ridiculous. So it's like, oh, nah. But if it had been like 30 minutes short, I would have been laughing. He was probably fe- feeling himself like. Oh, he know, was feeling split himself. Did all this money. What? I'm what bad, bitches. <laughs> yeah, no, you ain't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe it'll make a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. Maybe people, you know, the hype will get it through that first weekend. I think first weekend it pulls a lot of money. After that, we'll see what happens. I, so you're not even gonna write a review about this? <laughs> I might. We'll see. Cause I'd, I'd like to be much more spoiler. Well, you can. You, we can do a little a little spoiler line on the review. Like FYI, past this point, these are spoilers. But I mean, I, I would like you to flesh out the good and the bad, though, Ben. I mean, because you just said to launch it into the sun, and I would like to have a balanced <laughs> review. It w- it would be helpful. Thank you. You are welcome. And yeah, you know, please, I. I'm not going to see it again, so you know I regret nothing. Um, <laughs> I feel I feel 100 on that, but you know maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I could be wrong. There, I have misjudged films before. But I believe you because it's M Night. <laughs> yeah, it's so just it's like we said. It's like he has a history. He hits him out of the park, and then it's like strikeout. <laughs> he, he has a history. <laughs> like back to the minor leagues with you, son. <laughs> um. No real comments I cop this week because, like I said, you know, we shipped out everything to all our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> our entire library is gone. <laughs> the only things that I picked up recently were the Immortal Hulk trade, which I picked up and then shipped out before I could even read it twice. Damn! You know, I'm lacing people. But, Look, see, but see, that shows how genuine and giving you are. Yes. And I, and, no, Degenerous I, king. And I want people to read Immortal Hulk. It's so damn good. And I was like, you know, somebody needs this right away. One of these, I wonder who got that. One of, I want to know because I haven't seen that yet pop up yet. One of these patrons, you know, let me know who got that. And I'm, I'm, I probably ruined your nights for a few weeks because <laughs> there's going to be some nightmares off of that one. That joint is dark. But, yeah, that's the only thing I've really read recently. It's been a slow week. Um, Wicked and Divine, the latest issue, drops mm. next week. And Jamie McKelvey has already said that it's a monster that we're not ready for. Also, um, Ironheart 2 drops next yes! week. Yes. Yes, made sure. And, and I've told you all about this before. Everyone who ran out and bought Ironheart 1, Ironheart 2 is going to be the one to buy because it, the print run is going to be significantly lower. Once the series blows up and she goes to TV and film, issue 2 will be the moneymaker. 
Mm-hmm. You heard it here. It's always the case because everyone, every store orders a bunch of issue one so they know the hype is there. But then they, you know, you got to pre-order. So unless people kept pre-ordering, like we tell you pre-order Ironheart, right. the numbers are going to go down for two. So it should be harder to find later on. So go buy two. Okay. Go buy three. Thank you for the education. Yeah, definitely. Because that, it's always like that. I think I think I first learned that like G.I. Joe. Because I remember G.I. Joe 1 was something, and then G.I. Joe 2 was like stupid money. And I was like, what? Like That don't make no sense. But yeah, The comic? The, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, we, I, we talked about how classic the G.I. Joe comic is. We talked about this last week on the show. Shout out to Larry Hammer. But um, yeah, if you're reading anything, please let me know. Hit me up at DJ Ben Amin. Uh, at For All Nerds, Comics I Cop. Thank you for using that hashtag. Thank you to everyone who used it in 2018. Let's keep it going in 2019. Pre-order, you know, Cop Ironheart, Cop Miles. I've said that before, that Miles Morales comic by Saladin is fantastic. Yes. Cop Livewire. Yes. Cop Ajala. Yes. Like, come, like, we, like, it's no joke. If Ben Amin puts it, and, and, and we don't use this tag willy-nilly on any old thing. If Ben Amin gives it the Commissar Cop stamp of approval, mm-hmm. please trust and believe that it is worth your time. Most definitely is. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that I've been reading. Well. Oh, I, I finally caught up on Paper Girls. Okay. Oh, my God, it's still so good. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that book is so ill. It's such a, like, and Matt Wilson is, like, I, I don't want to just give him all the credit because he does Wicked and Divine and Paper Girls and a few other books I love. But as a colorist, yeah. that dude is just a monster. And Paper Girls colors are so ill every issue. And, you know, that, that, it's like that's such an ill book because I after every trade, I just want more, you know, because I just feel like there's not enough. But it's also really satisfying and just such a dope book. Yeah, definitely check out Paper Girls, especially if you got a young woman in your life. And someone who doesn't know anything about comics, that's a comic you want to give them. For people who don't know anything about comics, you want to give them stuff like Paper Girls, where it's like Goonies with a bunch of women fighting aliens and time traveling. I love it. Oh, my God. And, and, so I, good. and I've read it, so I, I, I yeah, love Paper so Girls. so good. Um, this is related to comic books, but not yep. a comic book. On com. Mr. Ben Ami himself actually spoke with Lashana Lynch. Oh, yes, I did. Who plays Maria Rambo, Monica Rambo's mother, in the upcoming Captain Marvel film? And he got to sit down and talk with her, had a discussion. She dropped some gems. Definitely read that. That would, I mean, you probably should already be in love with her before you see anything at this point. But if you haven't read any of the books, you might want to go back and do that. I know Ben Amin could give you some education on that. Word up. Oh, uh, yeah. I should have mentioned that in the article, actually. Um, <laughs> you, you still have time. You yeah, know. yeah. You know, the magic of the internet, you can edit it. Um, actually, some of my favorite Captain Marvel runs were from one of the more recent ones that's probably easier to find. It's this series, Live... Shit. No, not Livewire. Next Wave. Next Wave by Warren Ellis. Go look it up. It is super over the top. It is, like, so ridiculous. But that's where some of the great recent Monica Rambeau panels and moments came from. She also killed it in The Ultimates. That's another recent one you can pick up by Al Ewing. So definitely those two. My favorite Monica Rambeau goes back to... Yes, that's Next Wave. My favorite Monica goes back to the... Avengers written there was a run by Howard Stern way back in the eighties, nineties, I think. Roger Stern. I'm about to say, wait, not Howard. Howard yeah. yeah, Roger Stern. And it's it's a great run. Um, I think it's called Under Siege, but that might be a little harder to find because it's so old. I think there was a collection of it. 
But for more recent, definitely Ultimates and definitely Next Wave, which are both two. I'd, I'd even say Ultimates more because it's so it's such an ill cosmic, and she just hits major ass in it. But mm-hmm. if you want Monica with attitude, Next Wave, and okay. if you want bugged out. Next wave is just one of the greatest comments ever. Like, if you want bugged, it's it's. I mean, I'm looking at this art, and then like I see Modoc, like <laughs> yeah. with an Elvis <laughs> with pompadour the... thing going on. It is so bugged out. Like, next wave is just so bugged and so good. It's Warren Ellis who is like a cranky old man in all the best ways, like writing one of his best comics ever. And wow. Warren is a monster who wrote Planetary. And just a million other great comics. And Nets Wave is, you know, legendary. That's dope. Yeah, so. Anything else before we get out of here? As usual, make sure you subscribe. And I mean that with all sincerity. Subscribe to our channel, our our show, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, on, I said iTunes, but I mean Apple Podcasts on everywhere that you listen to podcasts we're probably on there spotify we're all there it matters that you subscribe it matters that you share the links it matters that you share the posts the tweets and all the stuff about when we put out the these new shows and when we put out all of our content it matters that you share and tag people on it because you're actually helping to spread the good news. So please make sure that you also support us in that way. You can please rate our show. We still require ratings in order to get into certain spaces. So we need and continue to need more ratings. Uh, high ratings, please. Five stars only. Thank you. Uh, please make sure you comment on the show. If you use the SoundCloud, you can always comment whether you agree or disagree or want to call us out or want to praise us. It doesn't matter. Put the comment out there. Uh, don't be mad if we respond in a way you don't like. <laughs> it happens. In addition, please, if you have the means and would like to support us financially and help us get into larger spaces, help us get bigger and better equipment and help us to in our endeavors to create amazing projects, hit us up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash for all nerds. If you are blessed financially, please hit up that five rack level. We would appreciate it. And he's not here to defend himself, but I'm still selling Jeff J says. Fat bros. Fat bros.